The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're happy that you've joined us here today. You're in for a special treat because today we have Deborah Feldman back on the show. And if you've listened to the show before, you've heard her on the show. She is an expert in job search and she is a matchmaker. So she'll tell you more about what that means and how that's different than what some other career professionals do. But she is a talent agent and she helps her clients connect with opportunities in a in a little bit different way and she has created a system called network purposefully which we're going to talk a little bit about today our our show today is about where to start your job search and specifically if you're in the executive realm or a manager in executive realm, how you can job search differently to land that next high-level position. And of course, anyone who's listening can take her tips and use them for their search. And Deborah, we are so happy to have you back on the show today and share your expertise with everyone. Well, I'm looking forward to another great, great time with you, Marie. Thanks. Yes. So we know that in today's world, you know, people get their information really instantaneously and that so much of what is about us is already out online before we even starting job before we even start job search and that changes how we search so tell us a little bit about why someone should start in a little bit different way than working on their resume because you have a different place that they should start their search i do in fact I, what I think people should think about what do they do when someone gives them a name, whether it's a name of a person, a place, or a thing. They probably go on the Internet and do a a search to find out what that person is talking about. Well, the same things happen if someone passes your name along to them as a prospective candidate or a resource or someone to talk to. They're going to Google your name or perhaps look on other search engines And what they find online about you is going to make that first impression of who they think you are and what you do. That information may include include data and content that you've published yourself. It may include things that you've written very carefully on your LinkedIn profile so that people would know about you. But what you don't realize is that while you may keep your, your, your profile private, on social networks, that doesn't mean that you haven't been tagged and identified by other people in their accounts. And so the best step and the first step for anyone who's thinking about asserting themselves in a job search 
is to go ahead and Google their name to see what shows up. The problem comes up if content is not flattering or if non-flattering content shows up related to your name, but it doesn't apply to you, but someone with the same name as you. Right, and we feel fairly helpless to manage that. I know people, there's a lot out there about managing your online reputation and managing what people see when they find you, but it's, people feel kind of helpless about their control over that. And they certainly are, but the, but then the, the best defense is a strong offense, meaning put plenty of positive content describing the real you online so that that information is available in addition to what other people might be writing about you. And in addition to the fact that the more positive content you can put out there, it will push down any negative content um, that you don't want people to see first. Right. And that is, there's a lot of ways that people can do that. Um, Before we dive too deep into there, what other things do you recommend people do to improve their online image? I think that they should be careful, very careful, about what they post. And not only about what they post about themselves, but even their children and their family members and their community activities. Because you never know if someone is going to interpret it the way you expect them to interpret it or if they may take it out of context and use it in such a way that is damaging to you. One of the best things thank you, that's easy to do is to create a very strong LinkedIn profile, and, and especially the summary section, because LinkedIn has a tremendous power and almost always will rank up near the top of search results. And so put your time and effort into making sure that not only is your LinkedIn profile very complete, but make sure that it's very strong and very positive and that you maintain it and keep it up to date. That's the one place that you do have control over the content. You even can control and influence who writes recommendations about you and post only those that are most flattering. You can also go to the skills and experience section and um, arrange those in the sequence that you want people to know and understand who you are and what you do. Yes. Oh, and one other thing I forgot, which is post your updates on a very regular basis. I wouldn't say necessarily daily, but certainly at least once a week so that you get your name in front of the people you're connected to. And if if you're a writer... It would be great if you decide to also publish an original article because that shows someone not only your communication skills, but it shows them what kind of industry knowledge you have. Yeah, and so I want to back up here a little bit. We kind of dived right into the online piece. You recommend that people do this before they even update their resume. Talk talk to me a little bit about that. Why well, I think well. Let's let's do let's let's put on a different hat. Say I'm a I'm a candidate. Let me look at this job market rather than saying what is it do I want to do, where am I willing to work, what what's important to me, which is what most assessments and, and or self assessments emphasize. That should be your first step. I say let's try and turn that around. Let's invert it, 
And inside out, let's think in terms of the employers. What are the employers looking for? And can you be objective in seeing your online image and say, is this the kind of person, if I was an employer, I would want to hire? Am I giving them the information that shows I'm a nice person, I'm a trustworthy person, I'm a professional, I know how to use the Internet as a professional, Um, I'm up to date, I'm with it. Um, You know, years ago, people could say, oh, I don't use email because my secretary does all my typing. You don't just hear that. You never hear that anymore. Almost, I mean, I haven't heard that from anyone in years. People do type. But they also are saying, well, you know, I'm not one for social media. Well, I can only say to you, you better get with the program and learn to use social media because if you're not present today on social media, many people will suspect that you have something to hide and they'll be very suspicious. The other part of that's a negative associated with not being on social media and not having a LinkedIn profile because you want to maintain confidentiality and, and don't want to be public is the problem that people could misidentify you as someone else with the same name as you. And that could be a really bad thing as well. Yeah, and I've heard that, especially for tech more technical clients or, or people who are in a technical industry that if they don't have um, some kind of online presence and some people it's not LinkedIn, it may be, you know, a, a, a GitHub account or it may be some other as long as your presence related to the real you shows up when someone types your name into a Google or a Bing search. Right. It's the thinking that you're being private, but really people are judging, not that you're private, they're judging that you either don't know how to use technology, you're a private or saying you're hiding something, they're going to assume the worst. They are. And here's another side, another side, that's, that's kind of two sides of a triangle. The third angle would be that, um, what was I'm sorry, I just lost my thoughts. The third yeah, angle so might, would be that... They're going to find someone else instead of you. They might think bad things about you. They're going to judge that lack of a lack of online presence as well, a negative. Well, but they also time. may come to conclusions you don't want them to come to because they don't have the information that they need to make the right decision. They might find partial information about you, but not enough to be positive. The other part thing, and now I remember what I forgot, which is employers are going to go for the low-hanging fruit. If someone else has a halfway decent image online, then you have nothing. Chances are they'd be more interested in someone with a half-decent presence that at least they can get a hold of and talk to and find out more than they can when you don't, they don't even know you exist. Yeah, and you still need to have your resume ready for when people contact you, but this is an, a key piece at the beginning that sometimes we leave until too late in the process, perhaps. It's, well, I think sure, because if you do have a very effective resume that attracts the attention of the t- type of employers you're interested in talking to, they're going to first, before they contact you, they're likely going to look you up online. And if they find negative information online, 
your great resume will have done you no service at all because you wouldn't have gotten past the first, the first, the first, the first step in getting contacted. Right. So I don't think while your resume, while you're, you don't want your positive resume to open a door for you and your online footprint to smack you in the, in the back going out. Or vice versa. So it's, they go hand in hand to make sure both of these things are updated and ready to go. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we were thinking about our, our online presence, you mentioned that people could make sure their LinkedIn profile is up to date, so that they have those recommendations, they can rearrange their skills section, they can rearrange current experience entries. Unfortunately, they can't rearrange experience entries beyond that anymore on LinkedIn, but that's okay. And then that maybe they update weekly on LinkedIn. Are there any other online activities that they can do to build that positive picture of them online? Sure. They can establish their footprint by perhaps reviewing a a book on Amazon that's relevant to their field. Mm. Um, They can go on Quora and answer questions or ask questions to show their knowledge. They could give an in-person presentation and have that on a, on, a, in, on a calendar that's published on the internet. They could write an ebook, and that would be picked up as well. Establish their own website. One page would be fine, especially. And I guess another step I would say for someone who is going to start a job search is buyyourname.com before someone else with your name buys your name.com. Yeah. Even if you're not ready to construct a one-page website yet, at least own the domain name. And in fact, I would tell everyone as a as a as a birth gift to every new child that joins their family to buy their name and own their domain. Yeah, it's a very good idea. Um just to main, you to manage your own brand that way. It's easy for me because my name is very uncommon. In fact, I think I'm the only one that you can find if you Google. But uh-huh. when you have a, a common name, that this becomes a lot more challenging. You have to put a lot more effort into it. Right. And one of the tips that I've been told is add a middle initial, add a location, add something to signif- sig- sim- that symbolizes your your career, your profession, or your hobby. Perfect. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking with Deborah Feldman about how to get started in your search and other ways that you can move your online and job search activities forward. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
What is The Forum? It's an engaged discussion with the forward-thinking experts in today's business world. Hosted by Seema Vasa, an entrepreneur and thought leader. This is a place where you can come to talk, ask, and trust. We're not looking to sell you anything, but we are here to tell you the truth. If you want to hear about honest perspectives and winning success stories, listen for The Forum, live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Laurie H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking with Deborah Feldman about your job search and how to get a better start on your job search, and we've been talking about online presence and making sure that you are managing your online presence as you get ready to job search and doing that in partnership as you update your resume, because as we've been talking about, if you have a great resume that drives people towards your online presence, which is poor, that's not going to be a great foot forward, or perhaps, and and most likely the opposite, that people are going to see you online before they even see your resume. So make sure that that is updated, and Deborah's been sharing some tips for that. And Deborah. So we know we need to go online and get active, make sure our profiles are updated. What other initial activities should someone be doing when they're getting ready to launch their job search? Um, I think the next thing that should be thought about is a self-assessment. I don't think anyone should go on autopilot and just say, oh, I'll just look for the same job that I have now. It'll be easier. That may not be exactly the truth. And by doing a self-assessment that says, what is it that I do? What is it I like to do most? What is it that I do that I'd rather not be doing in the future? What is it that differentiates me from the competitors who could do my job and have similar qualifications? What makes me stand out as a go-to choice, first-choice expert? By identifying, in particular, what your golden-needled job looks like, you then would be guided to know where to start looking for that job because if you identify what the job is, then you'll be able to know when you find it. If you don't know what you're looking for, you may keep searching forever and never know if you've you've passed it by. The next part is once you've identified what you would like to be doing, then say to yourself, well, under what circumstances would the position I want most likely to be in an organization. 
think that's a very useful tool to use when you're thinking about, they'll make you think beyond a job like the one you had before. If you can think about where would my skill set be useful, who else would need what I do, that allows you to then move beyond the industry or industries you've been in before. So if you say, there's a certain type of problem I like to solve, does that problem only occur in the field you've been working in? Or are there related industries that have similar challenges where they would, where the employers don't usually attract the attention of someone with your background and you would then stand out as a different type of candidate offering a different set of skills and experience that could be applied to a new situation and benefit the employer? Yes, so really thinking about where are the gaps in the market, and I know you encourage people to do a market analysis, where where will their skills be the best fit? Exactly, so it's not, a job search isn't only about you, the candidate, the job seeker. The job search has to take into serious consideration what the employers today need. What are the types of problems and challenges that exist in which industries and in which companies that you can address, that you're familiar with, or that you could apply your knowledge and transfer your skills into a new area and look at a challenge with a fresh, with a fresh set of eyes. You know, and as we, and I don't know if you're seeing this, but I'm seeing a little bit of this in the market that people are thinking, well, it's a employee's market, right? Employers are having a hard time finding people, so I can kind of do whatever I want, and I can um, maybe even say and, and do mean things on the Internet. And even though it's the job market is, even though there's a lot of open positions, there are still there's still a need for our job seekers to do this if they really want to be in a position where they have growth potential, and so I like what you're saying, and we know that markets shift and they shift back and forth. So, you know, this is a good activity to get used to. And, and even though it may seem like there's lots of open positions, if you really want to work in a position that's good for you and a company that's good for you and a place that's really going to use your skills, we still want to do this proactive market analysis um, and do this proactive job search, even though it may not be as difficult as it was a few years ago to find work. Right, because we also want to remind everyone who's listening to not depend only on what jobs they see posted or on job boards or advertised or mentioned in social media, because chances are everyone else who's looking for a job is aware of those same listings and is applying. For someone to have a competitive advantage and to be able to access the hidden job market, they need to be able, they need to pounce on an opportunity before it's advertised. And the way to do that is to either know someone at the company who can introduce them to the hiring decision maker or even better, have established a networking connection to the hiring decision makers before the challenges come up so that when the decision maker realizes they have a problem, they will recruit that, that person, the candidate, and ask them to, would they be willing to leave their current job to come on board at a different company because then that candidate can control their salary negotiations. They're in a much more powerful position if they're being recruited than if they're applying as a candidate. 
Yeah, and it's more likely to be a good fit and you're more likely to be able to communicate why it's a good fit when you've had and taken the time, as you're suggesting here, to do that self-analysis and the market analysis. Right, and it really needs to be, you know, when someone says, when's the right time to start a job search, it's when you don't need a job. Or you could say the right time to start a new job search is the day you start a new job because in this day and age, you can count on the fact that no job is forever. And therefore, the best way to find a new job is through the right contacts, which means that an individual has to continually develop and strengthen their relationships and think about who needs to know them, not so much of who does who does it, not to think about their job search in terms of well who do I know and how can they help me, but rather to think inside out to say who could use me, who would value me, where can I, who can I help, and then reach out directly to those individuals, even if they're not advertising a job, to say I can help you. I understand you may not need me today, but I would love to be able to have an introductory conversation just to explore with you and see if we can, we can take it further now or in the future, which then gets back to what is the one question a job seeker should never ask when they're calling an employer or calling to make a networking connection. And that one no-no is never ask anyone directly, do you have a current opening that I might be right for? And the reason you don't want to do that is A, it certainly puts the person asking the question into an inferior or subjective position and gives the power and control over to the other party. The second reason is people very often will shut down and not even wanting to have a networking conversation if they think you're just calling because you need a job because in their minds they're thinking, I don't have a job, I don't even want to take up any of your time Use it by calling someone who might be able to hire you. Right. And that we talked about in January on a show in, on January 17th. So if you're listening today and you want to go back and grab that one, a lot about networking purposefully, which I, I love the term that you've coined there. And when you ask a yes or no kind of closed question like that, you you don't open it for conversation. You don't open it for building relationship. It's really a yes or no question. You put the person on the spot and and could even harm a relationship with that type of question versus as you've indicated that open-ended, you know, how can I help? Let's have a conversation. It may not be as an employee, if that's how you open the conversation, it may be that you know someone else that could be a a good person for that organization. It's thinking bigger than just a job. Right. The goal should be to get on that person's radar screen and to stay top of mind. And you do that by appearing friendly, non-threatening, and having something that you're willing to give them even before they've done anything for you. And just having that point, your intention, your your intention when you communicate with that person is to be helpful for for both people, not just for them or for you. It's you're trying to be helpful and see if there's mutual benefit to you connecting. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise on the show again, Deborah. Before we go on to our second break here, I'll have you share with people how they can follow you, connect with you, and learn more from you. Oh, well, I'm happy to have an email. 
My email is Feldman at jobwiz.com. That's Deborah, D-E-B-R-A-F-E-L-D-M-A-N at jobwiz, J-O-B-W-H-I-Z.com. They can also visit the website, jobwiz.com, and get some additional resources, information, and send me a contact form and get on the mailing list there. So if you had one final point for people, one main takeaway before we go to break here, what would you, what would you say? I would say that in this day and age, you don't want to rely on, on listed jobs or your printed resume to help you find your next position, but you need very much to develop personal connections with the individuals who may be able to hire you in the future, and you need to make a really positive impression online with whatever content shows up when you search your name. Wonderful. Well, don't go away, listeners. We're going to come back after this break and add some more knowledge for you, break it down a little bit, but we will say goodbye to Deborah, and thank you so much for sharing your expertise again on the show. We love having you. Well, you're very welcome, Marie, and good, goodbye. And everyone who has questions, please don't hesitate to email me. Wonderful. Thank you so much. We'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com. Now, 
back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we were just talking with Deborah Feldman, job search expert and networking purposefully trainer. She is wonderful. She shares great information. So I do encourage you to reach out to her, follow her on LinkedIn and listen to the show. She was on the show in January, January 17th, talking about network purposefully. So you can go back and listen to that as well and get more information on that topic on that show. One of the ideas that she talked about was making sure that your online presence is good to go. It's it's cleaned up. It's how you want it to look to an employer before you start job searching. And what does this mean? You know, do you want to scrub every ounce of personality out of your profile? Actually not. Quite the opposite. So when you think about your online presence, you want to think about your brand. What do you want people to know about you? And not just the professional you, but a little bit of the personal you. Conversation and communication and kind of our structures are moving more from that hierarchical, really formal communication to more informal and flat power structure kind of communication, which means that if I am hiring you, doing business with you, buying something from you, I want to be able to see you as a person, not this polished professional person, but a more real, authentic person. This is more true even if you're working with the younger generations, younger millennials and Gen Z, they really expect that authentic communication from you and will not take it well if all they can find about you online is really polished and nothing personal is shared at all. So you want to think about what pieces of your world do you want to share? Do you want to share your community activities? What does that say about you? Does it say what you want people to see about you? So it's not removing all of those things. It's just thinking about what you want to be out there about yourself. The other piece is that there are software systems based on IBM's Watson that can go out and analyze your social activity and create a score. And they score you on traits that employers have found to be important in a a hire. So they score you on your kind of personality traits. Are you considerate? Do you communicate well with others? And it's amazing to think that they can get this out of your social media activity, but they can or think they can. They score you on your outgoingness, um, which isn't that fair for some of us that are introverted, right? But they're scoring you on these personality traits based on how you interact with people, what you post, what you do when you comment on other people's posts. So all of those things are out there to be analyzed by the software. They're also out there, of course, for other people to see. And a little clue that even if you have your privacy settings set to a place where no one can quote unquote see anything, it's still findable on the web by people who have technology savvy. So don't ever think, well, because I have that private page or even because I've used a different name, they won't be able to find it. They can, and I wouldn't think that is a safety net for yourself. So you want to go out and look at what have you said, 
What have you done? What have you posted? And is it representative of who you want people to see you as? Be authentic. Don't get rid of everything. You do want to get rid of things that could be construed as mean, disrespectful, um, inciting of a fight. So you can share your beliefs and your politics and even your religion. If it's respectful and part of who you are, that that may be what you want people to see, and that's fine. You want to think about that. It just shouldn't be disrespectful or mean or putting someone else down. And that seems to happen more in our comments, particularly on Facebook, than anywhere else, although I've seen people do it on LinkedIn, and uh, it can bite you there. So what are you commenting? What are you putting out there? Is it positive, and is it representative of what you want to be seen? There's been some high maybe high profile kind of news stories recently of people not getting into Ivy League schools because they had something posted on Facebook or people not getting jobs, even though they had degrees from Ivy League schools because they posted something. So these do matter. Employers, it's really easy with technology these days for them to go out there and find these negative things. You want to create positive comments, authentic Show who you are. Think about what you want to show so that you can build your brand. Not having any online presence can be just as damaging as having a, a damaging online presence. So I know there are a lot of tech people that aren't on LinkedIn because they get frustrated being recruited by people who don't know what they're doing there. Um That doesn't mean you need to be on LinkedIn. If it makes more sense for you to be on an industry-specific site or a a more specific, maybe even just having your own web page, all of those are options to control your online image. The reason that LinkedIn is one of the areas that we recommend and one of the areas that Deborah talked about is because it's easy in terms of you don't have to create anything new yourself. It's also because recruiters use LinkedIn to find people. So it's a way for you to kind of have a built-in audience. And it's also because it is friends with Google. And when people look for you on a Google search, your LinkedIn profile is highly likely to come up because of how Google's algorithms are set to like LinkedIn. There are other places that you might want to be and other places that Google likes, in particular YouTube. So having a YouTube channel can be helpful for you. You can have videos up there of yourself if you want to create videos. You could have you know short little slide share videos where you're just narrating. If you're really looking to control your online presence and maybe push some negative things down that are someone who has a different name or something like that, YouTube is a great place to do that because, of course, it's going to be your face if you're on the video and it'll be very obvious that it's the right you. One of the other keys to making sure that people find the right you is to be clear about what you want people to find you for. So if you are a software programmer, you want to use that keyword through all of your materials so that when people type in your name and software, for instance, because they know 
but they're looking for someone who has that skill, they'll find you. The more specific you can be about what people would be looking for when they're looking for someone like you, or when they're looking for you specifically, the easier it will be for them to find you. That's particularly important if you have a common name to make another term go along with your name to make it easy to find. Sometimes a middle initial can work, as Deborah suggested. A industry keyword can work so that it's easy to find you. When you're like customizing your LinkedIn URL, I recommend that you be careful about what you select there because you don't want to change it frequently or, or hopefully not at all. So if you're in project management right now, you may be tempted to put Mark Smith Project Manager as your LinkedIn URL that you can customize, which helps Google find your LinkedIn profile. But if you do that and then, you know, five years from now, you want to be a product manager, you lose that ability. You you know, your LinkedIn profile doesn't work anymore. And, you know, LinkedIn's been around for a while. It'll probably be around for a while longer. So think a little bit longer term, maybe a middle initial, as Deborah suggested, or some other way that people can identify you, not necessarily tying it to a specific job title that you may want to change in the future. And keywords, what other keywords will people search when they look for you that they can be sure they've got the right name? YouTube, Google+, and depending on what you're doing with your social media, you may also want to incorporate something like Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever works for you, you, your audience, and your what's going to come you know, more naturally to you to use it. Because if you're not going to use it, it doesn't do you any good to have a Twitter profile, for instance. So build it on the things that matter for you, the things that you'll use on a regular basis, because those can help to build the online presence that Deborah was talking about. Then, of course, you can have an opportunity to interact on LinkedIn by sharing articles, other people's articles, your own. We've talked a lot about the actions you can take on LinkedIn to be more visible. So really the idea here is that you are starting your job search by assessing your online presence and taking some positive actions to improve it and doing that even before you tell anyone that you're searching. It provides the the opportunity to get ahead of that and have that positive first impression because we know the first thing people will do when they hear your name or when you're referred to them by someone else, which is how we hope you find a position, is that they're going to go online and Google you and click through the links that come up. Google yourself. See what comes up. Use a browser that you don't typically use. So if you're on Safari all day, go and use Internet Explorer or something to Google yourself. When you use your regular browser, it pulls up results that are related to the things you've looked at. So even if you turn off the global or even if you turn off your personal settings, it's still going to be somewhat slanted. So go to use a different browser, use someone else's computer to Google yourself and see what comes up. And then as you start to make some of these changes, do it again on you know, a fresh browser or a fresh computer and see how it changes over time and what impact you're able to have on that online presence. 
We're going to take another short break. When we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this idea of flipping the search and thinking about not who you know, but who needs to know you. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. How is your business running? It should be running smoothly with nary a hiccup like a finely tuned machine. But if you're like most businesses, yours may be running nowhere close to that. Listen for Operationally Speaking with your host, Serju Samel. Our program will help you to run your entrepreneurial business easier, better, with less frustration. And by running it well, you're sure to be poised for faster growth. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you're looking for an in-depth, thought-provoking discussion about leadership, Tune in to Bernard E. Robinson's The Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. Each program provides an intelligent, conversational experience about leadership from Bernard, his guests, and you. If you're interested in improving the quality of leadership in your organization, listen live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Leadership Forum on the Voice America Business Channel. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today, earlier, we were talking with Deborah Feldman, and she was sharing about Flipping the job search and thinking about who needs to know me instead of who do I know when we're starting our search. And both of these questions are going to be important. It's simply thinking about them maybe in a little bit different order. So when we're thinking about our job search strategy, starting that with who needs to know me and what companies might I look at? How can I build that target company list based on who has a pain that I could resolve. And with that self-assessment that Deborah talked about, where we really dig into what problems do I solve? What do I like to do? What don't I like to do? What differentiates me from my peers? And then thinking about my target audience. Under what circumstances do they need someone like me? What might be going on in their companies when they need someone like me? When would my type of position come available? And what are the market needs right now? What companies might be needing someone like me? This is that idea of brand that we talk about a lot. 
it's not just us and what our story is, it's also the audience and how our story meets their needs, how our differences, our our unique value brings value to their current needs. And when we're not thinking about those two things, when we're not looking for that match, we often end up telling a story that doesn't resonate, talking to companies that really aren't interested, applying positions that aren't really a great fit, interviewing and not getting the offers that we're expecting because we aren't aligned from the very foundational beginning with what we're looking for and what the company's pain is. And when people say to me, oh, you know, the salary offers that I'm getting are just so much lower than I'm expecting. We got to go back to the very beginning, that foundation and look for where the misalignment is. Because when you're getting offers and they're not what you're looking for it's just the same problem as if you were applying to jobs and not getting interviews it's a misalignment it's just you're getting further along in the process before people are realizing that alignment which can be frustrating maybe even more frustrating for people because you're spending a lot more time both parties investing a lot more time before you figure out where you're headed and no one likes to play games you know, yeah, you can play games with an employer and apply to a position that's lower level and think you're going to negotiate your way up. And sometimes that might work. But long term and more and more today in, in just our culture and our communication style, people don't play that game. So I recommend that you're clear up front with what you're looking for, what your needs are, and do the market analysis so that you understand what types of companies need that right now and you can be the best match from the beginning. When you've done that self-assessment and you've really thought about who needs to know you, then it's time to go back and think about who you know because then you're thinking about who you know in the context of how might they introduce you to those people who need to know you and flipping that job search back to how can you build relationships towards those people that need to know you and how can you connect your network, your current network to see if they can make those introductions. And, you know, it's easy to think that in today's market, there are plenty of open positions and you don't need to try that hard. It's just not that big of a deal. But when we look at market variables There are a lot of open positions in some realms, and some realms are still tight. And if you are in that market, you probably know it. So don't let the kind of popular rhetoric bug you or make you change what what you're doing. Stay true to what you know in having this proactive approach to your search. And as Deborah said, your job search really begins the day you start that new job, or if you're even thinking about job search, your job search begins today, because these are all things that are much more easily done when you aren't in a hurry, when you're not unemployed, when you aren't, you know, know, desperate, when you can avoid some of that hurry and anxiety in your search activities, it's so much easier to do them well to build real relationships, to let things take their natural course. It's hard to think about it that way because you might think, well, I'm mostly happy in my job. You know, it, it 
I can see that I'd like to do this in a couple of years and I really don't want to put the effort into it now. Unfortunately, that's when you end up in a, in a tight spot because we haven't done the maintenance work. We talk about maintenance in every other aspect of our lives, maintaining your weight, eating healthy, maintaining your cardiovascular health are things you do every day to maintain every other aspect of your life and taking care of your teeth, taking care of your skin, all of those activities. And maybe you feel like, oh, this is just one more thing on top of all of those. But I would encourage you to think about how you can maintain your career in the same way, little things that you can do every day to maintain and and advance your career so that it doesn't end up in crisis mode and you don't end up on the you know proverbial ER bed because you didn't take the time to manage your career so in a recap here just a little checklist for you start with your online presence make sure your profiles are up to date in the mediums you want to be using linkedin industry mediums, whatever they might be. Make sure that you're proactive and active as much as possible. You know, once a week is fine if you're just in maintenance mode. Sharing an article that someone else wrote is fine. If you're a writer, go ahead and write maybe once a month as well. doesn't have to take up a lot of your time. As Deborah recommended, buyyourname.com if you haven't yet, and if it's available, if you have a certain middle initial or keyword that you're going to use, you can include that in in your URL purchase so that you have that consistent brand that you can use everywhere. Create a plan. What are you going to share about yourself? What pieces of your life do you want to invite others to be a part of? Because people do want that more authentic, accessible you on on social media and online so that they can interact with you and get to know you. And then lastly, think about who needs to know you. What are their pains? What are their problems? How are you the solution? And then how can you use your network, connect through your network, grow your network so that you can meet those new people and offer that mutually beneficial conversation Again, we're not looking for a job. We want to avoid those yes or no questions. But how can you invite that yes or no, or how can you invite that open-ended conversation to see if there's mutual benefit to the two of you getting to know each other better and on a professional level, interacting and connecting. We're going to be right back again next week with another great episode of The Career Confidant. And as always, you're welcome to connect with me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. We look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.